uh, inner city blacks. I don't care about that, not a fig. In Walmart. Queef of the week. Oh, hello. We're back once again. It is the Josh Potter Show. Josh Potter here with you. Thank you so much for coming on out to both the Ontario Improv and to uh, the Crest in Yuma, Arizona. If you attended those shows last week, we got a show this week. Big show happening at Oxnard Levity Live. It's happening on the 6th. So if you're watching this live, it's on Thursday. Come on out, my friends. Tickets are in uh, my bios of my Instagram at Josh underscore Potter on my Twitter at J underscore Potter. And uh, we're going to have a rip roaring time. Then I'm off to Skankfest in a couple of weeks down in Vegas. And I'm going to be actually in Vegas a bunch this month. I'm going to go to a music festival at the end of the month. So I've got that going on. And we've got some dates in November that I'm going to talk about later on down the road, you know? Nothing uh, that I need to sell tickets for, but I'm going to be doing live gigs in parts of the country with some people. So perhaps you'll see me out and about. So I'll let you know about those as we get through October a little bit deeper. Other than that, though, twitch.tv slash Josh underscore Potter. Uh, going to get that cranking up again as we get the uh, the stream room at the new pad going. I'm excited. Also, uh, we have our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Josh Potter show. Just five bucks a month. You get an audio podcast at the very least every single week with my buddy Matt Bergman and I. And uh, we're having a good time doing it. We just posted our first video podcast with Rich Voss talking about some old comedy memories and talking about Woodstock 99 since he was in that documentary, even though they didn't call him to like really be a part of it. They just showed him in it. <laughs> so he gave us his side of things. First time we ever did a video and we're all in different parts of the country. So it is over Zoom. Uh, but nevertheless, you can still listen to the audio podcast. It's only five bucks a month. We're looking to get it upgraded as we keep going forward. My little roaches march with us. Fly with us if you are a roach that has wings. Other than that, my friends, thank you so much for coming over here, sending all of your roach reportings to joshpottershow at gmail.com. Thank you for sending your uh, instrumentals the way Griff Parker did. That is him uh, playing that music right there. I'd love to hear all of your music, anything you want to send, joshpottershow at gmail.com. And uh, this one I didn't have sent to me, but I thought it was appropriate since we are in the nice boy clock. Let us discuss a very nice boy, a pilot nice boy, which uh, I, you know, you don't see very many nice boys when you do air travel these days. It's a lot of animals out there. And uh, in fact, I don't even think, I think you should have to take a test to fly any sort of normal airline in this country i think if you're flying uh spirit or one of these airlines yeah you you can all the animals can go on that just put them in a separate airport you know what i'm saying i'm really into eugenics when it comes to flying that's about it is it is eugenics the proper word i just think you have to have a certain uh mental capacity to be trusted to be on a plane but like i said if there is a nice moment in airline travel, I want to highlight it here on the Josh Potter Show. So let's take a look at this video right here. It went pretty viral. Uh, but I would like to add a special welcome to a special guest in today's flight. We have a passenger who's headed to Hawaii with us today to celebrate her victory over late stage breast cancer. To our strong- 
Gerald Oldham a round of applause. What a tender, loving moment. What a way to start the day on an airplane, you know? Now it feels great. And every and the pilot even said, he's like, you got me early. It's more the pilot's choked up, you know? So you had to give a grandiose speech to, uh, you know, however many souls are on board. It doesn't look like they went as far as to upgrade the poor woman's seat uh, despite her breast cancer flight. She is, I think, in the last row of the plane. Doesn't even look like she can recline. Give this woman some extra legroom for her fight, flight, uh, her fight against cancer, at the very least, I would say. But I think this, despite, you know, it being a nice gesture and everything like that, a heartwarming moment, the pilot's really putting pressure on himself now. You know, this woman, he's talking about how valiantly she just fought through her battle against cancer. God forbid he's the reason she dies now. You know what I'm saying? If that plane goes down, well, what an asshole, you know? This woman fought cancer. She was at the brink of life. Her body betrayed her, and she fought against it with all of her heart. And then this asshole, like, you know, doesn't turn on the uh, whatever auto-adjuster 3,000 or whatever the fuck, and then they end up spiraling into a neighborhood. This this lady's just amongst all the other souls on board at this point. Survived breast cancer, but not that pilot. Put a lot of pressure on himself. That's all I'm saying, you know? Uh, But... I wanted to get into also so everything everybody's talking all about before we get into the news and into the sports and things of this nature. Everybody's talking about the monsters on Netflix or the monster on Netflix, talking about it at length. You know, the LBGTQ community is up in arms about it. And of course, I'm speaking on the monsters. You guys watch the monsters? <laughs> no. Did you watch the monsters, Rob? Rob did watch the monsters. He's trying I, I to, tried f- to fix the clock and try. Dude, it was unwatchable. It was entirely unwatchable. It was disgusting. I was like, "Oh, Rob, zombies making the monsters. This should be dope." I loved the monsters as a kid. I thought they were hilarious. You know, the original actors and everything like that. And so, you know, it wasn't the original actors. I thought they would at least, you know, I don't know. They're, and then now they're doing a new twist on it. They're like younger or something, right? Like I was trying to follow along. Herman and Lily are young and they're like going to nightclubs and shit and they're like dating. You're getting like a prequel of the monsters that no one asked for. And <laughs> grandpa's trying to like split them up. And Herman's like this weird, I don't know, it's like Machine Gun Kelly play Herman. Like who the fuck are these people? I think they're all people who show up in Rob Zombie movies all the time. Because like I know that. Uh, is it Lily Munster? Yeah, Lily is Munster. The, is the mom? Is the mom, yeah. And that's yeah, his wife, that's right? That's his wife. Well, nepotism at its finest. But the guy that <laughs> plays Herman is also in a lot of his movies. Yeah, that's. Uh, I've never heard of him either. And uh, I don't know. It seems like nobody asked for it. And it's just a, a pile of dog shit. But at the end of the day, I. Uh, I know that not every no one's talking about that film and it's going to fall under the under the radar. No one's going to watch it. What is it on Rotten Tomatoes? It's got to no one could have liked it. Cuz I have heard not one thing. I saw it pop up on the Netflix like all oh, the monsters. I remember them, you know, the hype about this film. I turn it on and it was like t- 20 minutes and I go, I've looked at my phone the entire time this has been happening. Nothing has made me compelled at all to continue watching this. What's it say on there? Uh, 42%. That seems like good. And then 37% audience score. That seems still high, 37%. 
Like, what is that? I wish it would say like other 37% movies well, so we can compare it to things. There's only 38 reviews and there's only six reviews from top critics. So I, it, I feel like they may have gotten lucky with uh, a self-selected group of reviewers. I see. Well, of course, no one's talking about the monsters. I was obviously uh, kidding. Uh, everyone's talking about the monster show called the Def- uh, the Jeffrey Dahmer the Jeffrey Dahmer show. I don't know what what are the it's called monster, right? Uh, Dahmer monster the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Yeah, like, mo- it's, they say Dahmer twice in the title. Right, it's Dahmer monster the Jeffrey Dahmer story. It's like okay, which I mean, come on, pick a fucking title. It could have just been Dahmer, you know. Or monster, but I, that was that was the uh, Eileen Warnos movie was called Monster, wasn't it? So there he is. There's Jeffrey Dahmer. Everyone's talking about it. Kirsten, you watched it. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy it? You like murder stuff, right? Yes. So, yeah. what was your thought as a person who uh, enjoys uh, 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 murder? Um, I mean, I thought it was fascinating to watch, but also there were times where just like watching the actor. I mean, like portray Jeff was like, God, this guy's so awkward. Well, that's funny that you bring that up because the man who plays Jeffrey Dahmer, and I don't know his name, and I don't really care at the Evan moment. Evan Peters. Evan Peters. Okay, fine. Uh, Evan Peters is doing Joe Pero, Buffalo comedian. Now he's been on Car- Cartoon Network. He had Joe Pero talks you to sleep. He has been on uh, a million things. You've seen him on Comedy Central. You've seen him on Seth Meyers. I want to show. Some Joe Para. Can you pull up Joe Para and listen to him, Kirsten? And talk? do you know who Joe Para is, Kirsten? I have no idea. You have no idea, and you've never seen him perform or anything like that. Now you watched the Dahmer thing very recently, yes? Yes. Okay. Now let's watch Joe Para, and you tell me that this guy isn't just do. It's not. It's like he saw Joe Para and was like, "I'm gonna do that." He has a, a resemblance a bit to Jeffrey Dahmer too, but his whole thing is he's like wholesome and sweet and like fake boring or whatever. He, t- he tweets about tomatoes over and over again. Do you do you in the body of this? Do you actually speak and have some of those James Bondy type lines? Yep, work on uh, some of the you know the classic lines right now. Um, everybody knows some of them, but yeah, I've been working on the the one scene where I do the big line uh-huh. and. Uh, would you want to read it with me? D- am I wrong? No, Is he it's... not exactly the same? Yeah. I wish we could pull up a snippet of Dahmer talking. I don't know if that's possible without getting yanked. Um, but to compare it for those who haven't seen it out there, and, and including you, Rob, perhaps you will verify that I am not losing my mind. I couldn't get all the way into it because of the fact that I'm like, am I talk? Am I watching Joe Para play Jeffrey Dahmer right now? This is fuck. They should have just had Joe Para play Def- Jeffrey Dahmer, even though he'd just be himself at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, when he said we're going to read a script, it sounded exactly like when he's like, we're going to watch a movie. Like he even has like the cadence and like the weird like speech uh, affections that this guy did to play Jeffrey Dahmer. And I don't know, I've never seen this guy in anything else, I don't think. Maybe he's just that good of an actor, he changes his voice a lot, but that cannot be his natural voice. Did you ever watch American Horror Stories at all? No. <laughs> That's the only place I know him from. I'll just try and say I'm sorry. Is she gonna open your gift? <laughs> Isn't that fucking nuts? <laughs> Joe isn't that fucking nuts? All right, you can stop it. Eat it. Eat the sandwich. 
All right, take it down. Get it out of here. Isn't that fucking crazy? I it made me completely like out of my mind when I I couldn't like immerse myself in it because I'm like this is Joe Para. This guy's copying Joe Para, and I think it's fucking disgusting. How do we get Joe Para to? reshoot this entire trailer there is a gawker article someone i mean i'm not the only one who had this happen if you're a f- if you're a fan of joe para i i mean i came up with him out in buffalo he i mean he always was out more in new york but he'd come home uh to buffalo to do shows and stuff like that and i'd see him all the time and then you know now this whole thing and it's fucking it's just wild and someone at gawker also realized it and, and did do an interview with him so i don't know if he'll someday maybe do some sort of video i think he wants to shy away from it because say he leans into that now he's fucked he's jeffrey dahmer for the rest of his fucking life so i get it if he doesn't do anything uh with it whatsoever but let's get into some news shall we and uh, to start things off, I'm going to uh, bring up the fact that uh, some rapper named uh, NBA Youngboy, have you heard of this fella? Well, he's had his 10th child recently. I think, I don't know why that's a news story. I mean, other than, is this man very famous? If he is, I understand that it's a news story. But I think he's become famous because he's in the Nick Cannon, Elon Musk child arms race. Nick Cannon also just had his 10th child, which it's like, I get it. He has many a radio show, television show. He can afford it. But what are these people doing? They're addicted to having children, I think, at the end of the day. Is that an actual addiction, do you think? Having children? Because it is. they say things like, oh, we need to repopulate the earth. I don't think so. I feel like we're pretty populated. I know that perhaps people are having children at a lower rate, but that's not a terrible thing. I don't want I don't want more. Please stop and be a young boy. I feel like his finances not as great as Nick Cannon's is all I was saying by <laughs> when I was mentioning his fame and such. I feel like he should chill because it's probably not going to uh, end up going well. Very uh Mr. Cromarty style. Remember him from the Jets? He had like 300 children as well. Uh, rapper NBA Youngboy has welcomed his 10th child, a little boy with his fiance, Jazlyn Michelle. The 22-year-old hip-hop star has another child with Michelle and the eight other kids with seven other women, including Floyd Mayweather Jr.'s daughter. Uh, so that's good. He's at least impregnating wealthy women, uh, at least in that case right there. So uh, hopefully she you know, accounts for a couple more instead of just one. News of the birth comes on the heels of Nick Cannon's announcements that he's now a father of 10 too. That's all this is. That's all this is. It's just an arms race. Although it says here, Nick Cannon is believed to have uh, number 11 on the way as well. So this guy, he is trying to like, I think he wants to have like time it out. He's going to keep going until he has two children on the same day at the same time. He's trying to like, plan out his nuts in that way i guess today's josh potter show is brought to us by hello fresh and boy oh boy i've got the new kitchen and i've been cooking a little bit more here and there and i'll tell you i forgot about the little nuisances of cooking and uh i'm so thankful that hello fresh is on board because they're sending me the packages and now I don't have to grocery shop. I don't have to worry about portions. I don't have to worry about, uh, oh, did I forget this step or that step? Because they've got it all laid out for you step by step 
easy peasy recipes, my friend. And uh, I'm pumped because, uh, you know, it's fall. The autumnal season is here. And uh, you can have your pumpkin spice now and eat it too with the rotating selection of fall inspired items from HelloFresh Market. Uh, we got brunch kits, we got fall dessert boards. I mean, you're going to find everything you need in all your favorite autumn occasions like tailgating, Oktoberfest, all sorts of stuff, my friend. So uh, if you've got a packed fall calendar, HelloFresh's quick and easy meals uh, like their 20-minute recipes or low prep and easy cleanup options mean you're going to spend less time in the kitchen and more time with your loved ones. And uh, with the changing seasons means changing tastes. And there's 30 plus weekly recipes to choose from. HelloFresh has something for everybody, my friend. Easily customize your meals by swapping proteins or sides. You can upgrade. I mean, they got all sorts of options. So make sure that you get over to HelloFresh.com slash Josh Potter and uh, ooh, slash Josh Potter 65. I was going to say the number has changed. The promo code has changed. It's HelloFresh.com slash Josh Potter 65. Use code Josh Potter 65 and you're going to get 65% off plus free shipping. Holy hell. That's Josh Potter 65. When you go over to HelloFresh.com, use that code Josh Potter 65 for 65% off plus free shipping. America's number one meal kit. It's HelloFresh. Uh, but uh, next up, we have a, a, a follow-up or, I guess, a continuation on what kind of menace is attending a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> I said last week that as a child, I fucking hated Chuck E. Cheese and I never went and I thought it was just for dirt balls who didn't have video games at their own house. And boy, oh boy, I am being proven right time after time. And we talked about a story last week with Ryan Long about a woman who during an altercation in the mezzanine or what did they call it? The vestibule of the Chuck E. Cheese. They had an altercation and a woman uh, brandished a firearm, which then went flying out of her hand into another woman's hands. That woman then fired it in the air for some reason, because that's what you do when you pick up a loose gun. And then all of a sudden it was rustled away from her and another woman fired the gun. And uh, a car then all of a sudden crashed into the front of the Chuck E. Cheese. It was bedlam. It was like a scene out of uh, a war movie at the end of the day, just pure chaos. Well, turns out this hearkened a story in Kirsten's background. I'll let her explain. Yeah, so um, my mom actually drops in and listens to the show from time to time, and she heard the Chuck E. Cheese bit, and she called me immediately to tell me about remembering a case of a Chuck E. Cheese murder uh, happening in Iowa as well. A Chuck E. Cheese murder in Iowa. Uh, oh, murder. Do, do, do you want to uh, share your mother's thoughts on it before we get into the article here? Because that's what this is right here, right? Yeah, she didn't have any. I mean, th- she thought it was wild that this even came up because she, I think, assumed that a Chuck E. Cheese murder is like a pretty isolated event. You would think it's very specific, but I do recall a period of time uh, 
you know, covering these types of stories in radio where it just seemed like Chuck E. Cheese had an event every day at somewhere around the country. And I don't know if Chuck E. Cheese is falling by the wayside, uh, such as a blockbuster or a GameStop, if you will, if they are going out of business, because I don't know who the fuck is going to these things anymore. I mean, they have different versions. They've updated uh, things for children to do. You no longer have to go play skee-ball and swim in a ball pit of piss. You can now go do a myriad of things, I would imagine. And there's more like uh, probably uh, healthier things to do for kids these days. Or at the end of the day, the kids aren't doing shit and they're just immersed in their iPads. I don't know, but I cannot imagine that Chuck E. Cheese is still a thing that people are going to in droves. Uh, although this data would uh, speak otherwise based on how many crimes occur at Chuck E. Cheese. And we'll get into a litany over the last few years. But first, let's pull up the article here of the uh, Davenport Chuck E. Cheese, where uh, the woman who committed this crime, in fact, uh, resides in Kirsten's mom's prison. That she, I thought your mom was in prison the way that you told me about it. You were like, it's in her prison. I'm like, oh. And then you're like, she works. I go, oh. Oh, I thought she might have been in it the way you're like, she's in prison with my mom. A Davenport woman was sentenced Friday to 10 years in prison for fatally shooting a 29-year-old Eloise Chairs at a Davenport Chuck E. Cheese in October. Trishonda Polyon, 25, declined to comment before Judge John Talene headed down the sentence during the uh, hearing held over Zoom. Do you, I don't know why they put the judge's name in the article. Do you think he's out there like, Oh, cool. Can you clip that, honey? And he's like hanging it on his fridge. Yeah, I sentenced a maniac in a Chuck E. Cheese to, you know, 10 years for shooting somebody. They did the hearing over Zoom. So this must have occurred during COVID times. Yeah, this was like uh, July of 21. Zoom court is fascinating, by the way. You can. I don't know how. But if you can manage to get a link, everyone's allowed in. It's public, just like a regular court. Like, say you're just bored and you're walking by a courthouse and you're like, I want to go take in some cases. You can just walk in there and watch it. It's crazy. And for Zoom court, same thing. These links, they don't like put passwords on them. Anybody can just jump in and watch the cases. You can watch traffic court if you want, if you're that bored. I wonder if there's a Twitch channel out there dedicated to Zoom court. That would be interesting. So they had the, the case over Zoom, and she also was ordered to pay $150,000 uh, to the victim's heirs. The judge called the shooting senseless. I don't know if I've ever seen a more senseless crime than this one, said the judge. Polian pleaded guilty in April to voluntary manslaughter, a Class C felony, according to the affidavit for a search warrant filed in the case. So here's what occurred. Davenport officers were dispatched around 7.38 p.m. October 25th to Chuck E. Cheese uh, in Davenport on Kimberly Road. Now, do you think 7.25 or 7.38 p.m., that's got to be like Chuck E. Cheese's winding down time. I mean, they're children. You got to get them home and get them to bed. Uh, evidently not. It is prime. I wonder if that's when Chuck E. Cheese like turns up, though, too. You know what I mean? Like, is that when it's like Chuck E. Cheese after dark and the adults can come and fuck around? I wonder. 
We'll find out here as we move along. Uh, they found shares as they arrived at the Chuck E. Cheese with a gunshot wound. She was transported to Genesis East Hospital, where she was pronounced dead less than an hour later. Police interviewed numerous witnesses who said an argument took place between shares and others at the restaurant. Police learned the argument surrounded a game card that was possibly stolen. That's what I mean. How much could have been on that thing? I want the game card. The game card must be a thing where you can go and you, you're like, they've updated since tokens, I would imagine. That's what I'm anticipating. That's what's the best. When you used to have tokens, you keep them in a cup and you just hoard, hoard them. You know what I mean? You walk around with them. You protect them. There's no stealing in that regard. So the in these game cards, you know, they can, you know, three card Monty, they could be all over the place. You don't know if it's Jeff's game card, if it's yours. There's no way of telling. So easy for arguments to occur. I wonder if it's the introduction of the game card that has led to the influx in crime the last decade. Hmm. Think about that, Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, a witness told police that she and chairs argued over the game card and that the argument was momentarily broken up. A second argument then began moments later between Polyon and the woman's uh, the woman's friend and chairs about the same game card. The manager tried breaking up the fight uh, when the two exchanged punches. The fight continued over the prize area where a man who was with chairs got involved. So now a dude is over at the prize area trying to get a fucking parachute man or a sticky thing that he can throw at the wall and uh, sees the fight happening. He breaks it up. The woman who first argued with chairs said she saw Polion with the gun in her hand and heard chairs yell that Polion had a gun. How do you bring in the gun to Chuck E. Cheese? I mean, I guess it's a, if is Iowa a concealed carry? <laughs> Uh, yeah, actually, I do believe. Do you think she had a licensed firearm? <laughs> I thought they had metal detectors at these fucking things nowadays. Definitely not in Iowa. Not in Iowa. I mean, that's I don't true. think in Davenport there would be. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, that's true. South Side of Chicago, they have a they have a fucking <laughs> metal detector at their Chuck E. Cheese for sure. San Francisco has a metal detector at their Chuck E. Cheese for sure. <laughs> Officers located one uh, three eight. I don't know. What, I don't know gun stuff. Point three eight zero <laughs> caliber shell. What does that mean? Did I say that cool? How do how do gun people say it? Thirty eight caliber. Is it just 30, that? Thirty eight caliber. Well, why do they put all that bullshit in there? Points and zeros and stuff. That's horseshit. It's a fraction of an inch. Uh, Chairs' mother, Angela Chairs, expressed frustration during Friday's hearing when Pullian declined to make a statement. All you have to say is, I ain't got nothing to say. I mean, really, no apology, no I'm sorry to her kids. They now have no mom. So they just yelled at her. You yelled at my daughter over a $10 game thing card. And then you messed these kids up mentally, emotionally. I'm having nightmares. $10 game card. <laughs> Boom! Oh, my golly. That's the kind of people that go to Chuck E. Cheese, folks. <laughs> I'll, I would have gave them both $10. <laughs> I would have been like, just don't shoot each other. How about that? <laughs> Pollyan initially was charged with first-degree murder, but prosecutors amended the charge to second-degree murder in December. Scott County attorney Mike Walton said TV6 at the time uh, that he did not feel the evidence supported premeditation when he reviewed the case. So that just means that this game card of $10 value, so 
distraught over this $10 that she had to pull out her gun and shoot. I mean, I just, I can't imagine the emotion. If my $10 game card was taken, I just, if I had a gun on me, look out. Because I would be all a tizzy. That just means that this woman, any little thing, she would shoot you over. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. That's what this guy just proved. He's like, oh, you see, it wasn't premeditated. She's just that insane that a $10 gift card f- makes her fly off the handle to shoot somebody. That's what he's – she should still go to jail forever because at the end of the day, if someone just looks at her sideways, she's going to shoot him in the head. During Friday's hearing uh, – we already heard that part, uh, but let's see here. Uh, the facts – of what occurred are pretty clear. An altercation between these two uh, escalated far beyond where it should have. Miss Polian was legally carrying a firearm in the restaurant. Ooh, apologies. Apologies. I retract my earlier statements. And that's the state law we have. I think it's fair to say that there were issues of self-defense, including the recently enacted Stand Your Ground law. So that just gives you the, uh, the Stand Your Ground law just gives you the excuse to like start up a fight. And if anybody like makes you put your money where your mouth is, so to speak, or your $10 gift card where your mouth is, so to speak, that you get to shoot them in the face no matter where you are. I don't, I mean, you don't need to Google stand your ground law. I do not care. <laughs> well, I'm Googling the Iowa, the specific Iowa one, because it might be different. I mean, it's, it's the recently enacted stand your ground law. I'd imagine it's like all the other ones, but I thought that only had to do with your own property. Uh, and maybe perhaps the lawyer, Mr. Walton will, argue that the $10 gift card was the property, in fact, that they were arguing over, which is absolutely batshit crazy. In the end, those would be jury questions, the outcome of which, of course, are unknown. So I think the conviction of voluntary manslaughter is a reasonable outcome under the law and facts of this case, uh, and that the incarceration is mandatory and appropriate. Uh, the attorney agreed. The other attorney agreed and said Polian is taking responsibility for her part in the incident. Boy, oh boy, Chuck E. Cheese. It's known for crime, really, at the end of the day, more than it's pizza and good time games. I mean, let's take a look at uh, over the years here. Let's go. Uh, these are a little. I was going to see if they were chronological. Let's see what the earliest one is in the start. There, let's go back to 2008. Mr. Cheese gropes a mom in St. Louis. This is back in 2008. Uh, in 2008, a children's pizzeria came under fire uh, when one of the employees who was dressed as the restaurant's mascot, the titular Mr. Cheese, groped a mother who was the restaurant with her child. He looked at her, reached out, grabbed her breast, and moved along. <laughs> That, according to the mother's attorney, her jaw dropped in shock and disgust. I like how this article was like a children's pizzeria, as if we don't know which one it's talking about with Mr. Cheese. All they, a rodent like mascot with the name Mr. Cheese. He just walked by. Ha <laughs> ha. Hey, I'm Chucky e. Cheese. I don't even remember his voice. Hey, kids. It's me, Chuck E. Cheese. You want to sing a song? Remember, they'd be up there, the animatronics. Beep, boop, beep. Now they're, they probably had to take those guys out. The animatronics have bullet holes in their faces and shit. They probably had to take those things out. Moving along now, up a couple of years here. 20, uh, let's go to 
2014 here, we have two men arrested for smoking heroin in Chuck E. Cheese's bathroom in Costa Mesa, California. Maybe these two guys didn't realize that Chuck E. Cheese has skee-ball. <laughs> That's what the article says here. But in 2014, Colin Zabrowski and Daniel Lubick were busted for smoking heroin in the bathroom of the Costa Mesa, California location of a Chuck E. Cheese. We cannot begin to express the combination of sorrow and anger that we feel about adults engaging in this type of behavior in a children's establishment that according to a Chuck E. Cheese spokesperson. I mean, don't let adults in there that don't have kids. How about that? <laughs> if they're showing up and there's no children anywhere near them and they're not joining a already in progress birthday party that involves a child, don't let them into the Chuck E. Cheese. It's pretty fucking simple they can go get a pizza somewhere else and let's keep it moving here next up we have an incident in 2015 and now this is where the spike in Chuck E. Cheese nonsense occurs between 2015 and 2017 it got real real quick you want to know when the um, play cards came into effect mm -hmm. 2014 guys Am I not the smartest motherfucker <laughs> that you've ever met? <sighs> you can correlate the two. We've done the data here. This is an investigative report, Roach report right here on Chuck E. Cheese. And it's all coming together, my friend. So here we have in uh, 2015. Oh, boy. Here we are. A man charged with shooting at a birthday party in St. Louis uh, in 2015. Arian D'Amico Ford bought, uh, brought a gun, excuse me, to a one-year-old girl's birthday party and shot at four people. Oh, my Lord. One of them, the girl's grandfather, was struck uh, three times but made a full recovery. When Ford was caught, he was charged with four counts of first-degree assault and four counts of armed criminal action. No telling what he was shooting people over. I feel like that would have just, that's one of those incidents that just probably would have happened at that one-year-old's birthday party, no matter where that family held it. Unfortunately, they are the caliber that would have it at Chuck E. Cheese. And that's what happens, my friend. Now, moving forward, we have 2015 again here. Malfunctioning photo machine leads to aggravated assault. Oh, I know that gets in my craw. In Parma, Ohio, five Chuck E. Cheese employees viciously attacked by a group of people who were angry over a malfunctioning photo machine. We need the memories. We don't have, this is 2015, we don't have telephones that take endless amounts of pictures over and over again for free that we don't have to get developed. Let's see what happened. One of the employees said that he was slammed into a table and was on the receiving end of an uppercut from one of the customers. Oh, just a, a regular street <laughs> brawl over the malfunctioning photo machine. By the time the police arrived, the vicious mob had run away. Oh, into the night they go. I'm sure there were children there. Were there just adults? They didn't say. But they just have their... It's Ah, oh, boy. Here's another 2015 incident. 
tire flies through window, injuring three. This in 2015, a 63-year-old woman drove her car into a ditch. It hit a telephone pole, causing the tires to fly off her car and go through the window of a nearby Chuck E. Cheese, injuring three children who were treated on the scene. That's just more poor luck than anything else. That doesn't. That's just the. Uh, magnet that is Chuck E. Cheese for chaos and violence and terror and tragedy. That's just that happening. That's just uh, karma happening to Chuck E. Cheese. I wonder what those children were doing when the tire flew through the window. If they were doing a racing game, and would feel real realistic. <laughs> I would have thought it was pretty sweet. Now going into 2016, we have a shit ton of 2016 incidents. This is where the game card has been out for a while now. They really brought the poor lore onto them. Here we have, and now this one has a video, Am I, uh, to my understanding, a massive brawl breaking out in Connecticut at a Chuck E. Cheese. We'll hear what it has to say before we look at the video here. After being told to tone it down by a manager, a 12-person brawl broke out after two women bumped into each other. No children were injured during the incident, and police have not made any arrests. Let's take a look here. World star! World star! Oh my lord, they're just... There's no telling what's happening here. Oh boy. <laughs> I uh, I don't even know how to describe the action that occurred for those just listening on audio, unfortunately. It's just a melee. Evidently, a woman bumped into another woman, uh, which obviously that was, you know, you have to end up having the entire room of people beat the shit out of each other uh, as a result of that. I think it's funny that the manager went up and said, hey, tone it down. And then it turned into probably one of the largest melees I've ever seen. Uh, they, they, they did not listen to that manager, that's for sure. Fucking nasty. <laughs> Next up we have in 2016, a fist fight breaks out over stolen cell phone in South Carolina. Now that's a little bit more... Uh, you know, just no, I'm just kidding. It's not justified. But while visiting Chuck E. Cheese's with uh, it's I like how they make it Chuck E. Cheese's. That really fucks me up for a second. But it is Chuck. It is a person and it is possessive. It is his pizza place of hell. So it is Chuck E. Cheese's uh, visiting Chuck E. Cheese's with two children. Wanda Jackson attempted to steal another woman's phone and got into a fight over the piece of technology. The police report says that the victim spit in Jackson's face. And that's when things got hairy. Jackson was charged with third degree assault. Now, that's an interesting uh, statement there. You very rarely you have to be at the depths of the pure sewer that is society in order to read a statement that says the victim spit into the assailant's face. And that was part of the mate. Like that's usually the person doing the spitting is usually the one who is then charged with assault. Not really the other way around. In this case, though, anything goes at Chuck E. Cheese. Also in 2016, a skee-ball fight ends with an assault charge. After a grown woman pushed a two-year-old who was playing skee-ball, the two-year-old's mother decided to make things real and get into a fist fight with the other woman. 
The women fell into the skee-ball machine and had to be broken up by the Chuck E. Cheese staff. I wonder if Chucky himself came out to break it up, you know, and then grope them at the end of the day. <laughs> that's an interest. That's one where you got to you got to respect the mother in that regard. If uh, if your child, your two year old child is playing skee-ball in some maniac adult grown woman shoves them out of the way for tickets or to play skee-ball then yeah you beat the shit out of that person three cheers for that hero and i do believe we have one more oh yes baby mama drama turns into a giant brawl in pittsburgh yet another giant brawl at a chuck e cheese in 2016 chuck e cheese in suburb pittsburgh turned into thunderdome when a fight involving as many as 50 people broke out it appeared to have started outside the restaurant when the father of a young boy got into an argument with his girlfriend the girlfriend then went back inside and started arguing with the boy's mother someone apparently threw a punch and a massive brawl started police from all over the area came in to break up the fight and one of the women was arrested. Yeah, well, by that point, you know, a brawl in Chuck E. Cheese, that's just Tuesday, you know? Today's Josh Potter show is brought to us by DoorDash. And boy, oh boy, DoorDash came in the clutch for me. I mean, I knew that they did everything from groceries to, uh, you know, if you need toiletries or perhaps you just want your local fare as far as a restaurant goes or maybe your favorite chain restaurant. I knew that DoorDash did all of those things. But when I needed to have a cord go from my computer to my television in order to watch a football game that wasn't on the television, I hit up DoorDash and found the cord and it delivered it. The cord was on DoorDash. I mean, it's got everything. You got to check out DoorDash, my friend. And uh, I'm talking like uh, lickety split. It was over at my house in a half hour. I didn't have to go out and find it. I didn't have to uh, worry about missing much of the game. I mean, how often do you pull into your driveway after a trip to the grocery store and realize that you forgot something? DoorDash helps with that. They can bring it right to you before you even finished prepping up your meal. Uh, what do you want to eat tonight? They got all kinds of stuff. Local restaurants, your favorite chains, whatever it is, last minute school supplies even. If perhaps, you know, your kid comes to you and is like, mom, I need folders. And you're like, folders? I asked you about folders yesterday. Well, now DoorDash can help bring them to you, my friend. So for a limited time, my listeners here inside the Roach Motel on the Josh Potter Show can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when they download the DoorDash app and enter code Josh. That's 25% off up to $10 value and zero delivery fees on the first order when you download that DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code Josh. Don't forget that's code Josh for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. Well, so many folks have been sending in Sussel Wilson videos like crazy. One in particular, and I want to lead the sports off with it. So let's get into it right now. That's right, Sussel Wilson, not doing so hot on the football field, if you haven't noticed. It's been a lot of primetime games for the Denver Broncos and their first-year head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, who I think is exactly that, a hack. He used to be the offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills. I kind of hate his guts. He went to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Then he went to rise in prominence at the Green Bay Packers as the offensive coordinator for Aaron Rodgers. Ooh, that's so hard. My fucking mom can do that. But then he got the head coaching job with the Denver Broncos, fell ass backwards into 
Salsa Wilson, and I think our boy, Mr. Wilson, is feeling the pressure what with not having uh, the ease in which he had in Seattle in order to dominate. He's been struggling a little bit. It hasn't been coming together as quickly as he would like, I would imagine. But he's walking around acting like he won the Super Bowl. He, he won, what, 11 to 10 last week, walked off the field as if he won the fucking Super Bowl. It was It's, it's really weird. He We're learning he doesn't know emotions, or at least how to portray emotions. And... Uh, you know, he's becoming unhinged, I think, because of all this, because of all the uh, turmoil within the Denver Bronco organization trying to sneak out wins left and right. They are. I mean, they're not doing too bad. They're two and two. I'm sitting here saying, but every game has been a struggle that they've almost lost. And it doesn't seem like they have a very prolific offense. Nevertheless, let's take a look at this reel first. There's Russell Wilson. Now, he posted this himself. This isn't just like someone leaked this. <laughs> this is him posting it. And you're like, what is it, nefarious? It's not. He's standing around with his wife, Sierra, and a bunch of people. Some of them, I wonder how the fuck they know Russell Wilson. <laughs> uh, but they're all standing around, and Russell decides he's going to make a TikTok about his outfits, and he's going to show a bunch of outfits and we've talked in the past in this podcast about Russell's fashion choices oftentimes I'm no one to talk about fashion I fucking don't I wear whatever the fuck I can pull out of a dresser but for a guy who wants to be a man about town he wants to be the A-lister you know he wants to be Mr. Faith Mr. This That he dresses like a fucking child sometimes so I wanted to uh, play this for you because it's just so weird he's like let's and this also by the way Russell is doing a fake voice, which I don't know what his real voice is. Which is his real voice? Is it the black synth that he puts on? He is black. But is it the affection he puts in his voice when he's around his wife and his buddies? Or is it the thing that we hear in press conferences and interviews where he's stuttering and stammering? I don't know. I don't know which one's true. But let's give this one a listen. So when you're at the house, in your own kitchen, you got to... Get the whole squad here ready to pick out your suits. Uh, this is how you do it. It's either yes or no. You Pause it real quick. You don't like it. You hear that? That's not how he talks. <laughs> He's like, yo, pick it out the suits. What's up? You know, I, what the fuck, dude? That's kind of like, I find that if I find it offensive. <laughs> so keep it going. They're picking uh, out the ready? suits. Ready? Yeah. All right, here. First one. No. 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 <laughs> yes. yes. No. Yes. No shirt. Yes. 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 Chocolate though. Yes. No. No. Crazy. No. 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 No.
he's wearing dresses or some shit. That's why he wouldn't show us. But also, this video I got sent about three trillion times. Uh, it's our boy Sussel. He's a spokesperson for Subway. And, you know, with all this, like, Broncos country, let's ride, you know, the whole thing, like, he's being weirder on a larger scale where more than just us roaches have been taking notice. People are starting to really, it, it's really spilling over now at this point. Everyone is thinking this is fucking weird. So recently Subway, I don't know if Subway put this out or how this leaked, but it's Russell Wilson doing a ad for the new dangerous sandwich. I, I forget, they call it like a danger witch or some shit. Like he's trying, that's his nickname or at least the one that he gave himself, <laughs> Danger Russ, you know? So, um, in this ad, though, he's doing, like, a conversation to no one. And this is a guy who can't have a conversation naturally in real life. We've watched it a thousand times. The guy is incapable of having a normal conversation. Now you want him to simulate a conversation? Let's hear how he interprets that. Hey, you want to uh, split this Subway sandwich? It is my signature sandwich. It's called the Danger Witch. And it's dangerously good. Be careful, though. It's spicy. Hmm. You ever done anything dangerous? Oh, jeez. That is dangerous. I've done something like that, too. I won't tell anybody. Listen, one time, never mind. That's too dangerous. Anyways, my danger witch, it's only in the vault. That's our little secret. What the fuck was that supposed to be? Were there cue cards, do you think? What were you going to say? I'm sorry. I mean, like, why couldn't they not put a music bed behind that? Like, the, the mouth noises in that make me want to commit felonies. Well, then I'm sorry. Well, let's, let's watch it again, and let me... I'm going to duet it, like, on TikTok. Ready? Hey, you want to... Uh... Split this Subway sandwich? Not really. This is my signature sandwich. I don't want it. I'm just... Called the Danger Witch. Please let my child Dangerously go. Dangerously good. Please let my child go. Be careful, though. It's spicy. Why are you still talking about the sandwich? Please let us go. You ever done anything dangerous? I mean, what are you talking about? I just want to see my family again. Jeez. That is dangerous. <laughs> I've done something like that, too. What are you talking about? Let me go, please. Listen, one time. Uh, never mind. That's too dangerous. Anyways, <laughs> my danger witch, it's only in the vault. That's our little secret. All right. That's fucking just, I can't even. I don't know what the point of it is. Are people going to do what that is? Is that what that is? To talk back to it? I'm, we'll, we'll find out. We'll see. No one's done it yet. Everyone's just like, this is fucking weird. But also, Sussel, our boy, he's been an inspiration to other dork QBs around the uh, NFL. And there are a few. We've talked about how Zach Wilson came in as a dork, but now he's all of a sudden, everyone's like, he's got that dog in him. Because he fucked his mom's friend. <laughs> so everyone's like, oh, yeah. Now Zach Wilson's like, everyone, he's like everyone's fucking hero, this fucking Mormon boy. And he's playing better football, which is scary. I don't like it. I told you that I was worried about that. But in this case, Mitch Trubisky, who 
RIP. He didn't die, but his career might have because he was just yanked out of the Steelers-Jets game this past Sunday. And Kenny Pickett has come in and a new era of, of uh, Pittsburgh football is about to begin. But Mitch Trubisky, you know, I, I love Mitch Trubisky. He's a nice guy. He got kind of a bum rap in Chicago. His wife's a babe. He looks like he has a sick life, and I wanted him to do well for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but alas, it's not going to happen, and perhaps him trying to copy Cecil Wilson has something to, something to do with that. Let's give it a listen. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. Now they're all, all the dorks are like, I can do the let's ride thing even dorkier than Russell Wilson, and they're all just out there now. They're all doing the let's ride, Bronco country, let's ride. I find myself doing it even on occasion. But elsewhere in sports, uh, I want to congratulate Mariners fans. A long drought has ended. 21 years, I believe, not making the playoffs. And finally, they are this season. October is upon us, and playoff baseball will be upon us. And uh, maybe next week I'll give, I'll, I'll put my hat in the ring into whom I'm rooting for to win the World Series. But we'll see. Uh, but let's watch this little vi viral video. It's uh, of a of a gentleman. His wife was filming him watching the final moments of the game that would have clinched a playoff berth for the Seattle Mariners. And she posted this online as uh, his, his reaction to them winning the game and clinching the drought uh, dwindling playoff berth here. That's my favorite part, when he just stands there in silence and then just lets one out at the last second. Oh, my God. But uh, I don't know. If I'm that wife, you know, that's nice that she – that was cute. You know, he did that. It's cute that she, like, supports him and she's being nice. I'm, I got to give my husband a blowjob that night. <laughs> Gots to. 21 years. If I'm him, I'm, like, raring to go, too. I'm like, hey, babe, I'm going to give you the best – sex your fucking life the mariners just broke their 21 year playoff drought are you fucking kidding me i'm gonna rail you into points of pleasure that you can't even fathom and that will never happen again you know what i'm saying but uh someone did send in uh i posted that on my instagram at josh underscore potter someone dm'd me and they go the guy do we have that screen grab of that guy can you read what it says there? The man reacted. Says wouldn't even hug his dog. Piece of shit. That's right. He did, he noticed that he wouldn't hug his dog. And I thought that's an interesting uh, observation that he didn't hug his the dog was jumping around. Very excited about the Mariners too. It seemed like the dog even though he's probably much uh younger in terms of time spent on this earth was also waiting for the Mariners to break that drought and was very excited and the man couldn't even hug his fucking dog. Interesting. Thank you, Ryan Allen, for that astute observation. Now I'm like not sure if I should even root for the Mariners in the playoffs this October. 
I don't know. I got to weigh my options. I got to see what time, what team I'm going to put my heart and soul behind and my fandom behind for this October. Last year, I put it behind. I don't remember who I even was rooting for last year. Probably the Dodgers. Yeah, because I went to the NL wild card game, and that's who I did. I put the hat on and everything, and they ended up losing, and the Braves won. This year, we'll see. I'm, I'm not going to make a, any statements as of yet as to whom I'm going to be rooting for. Uh, but I appreciate all of you joining me once again for another Tuesday here on The Josh Potter Show. Remember, we have gigs to promote here. We have gigs coming up this very Thursday, the day after tomorrow, if you're watching this on the day that it comes out, October the 6th, I will be at Oxnard Levity Live. And then I will be at Skankfest in just a couple of weeks, the 14th through 16th that's going off. I have a bunch of shows throughout there. I'll just be hanging out and drinking and doing drugs for the most part as well. So if you're going to Skankfest in Vegas, do come say hello at some point. It's really about the hang more than it's about the shows, but the shows are going to be electric. Some of the lineups are amazing. So that's happening the 14th through 16th of October. Uh, and then in November, I'll be on the road a bunch with Annie and with Tom, and I'll let you know all about those things. In the meantime, though, please head over to the Instagram at Josh underscore Potter. Please head over to the Twitter at J underscore Potter, twitch.tv slash Josh underscore Potter. And of course, the Patreon, just five bucks a month, patreon.com slash the Josh Potter show. And remember, if you want to send anything into the show, if you want to give your feedback on anything, uh, if you want to send in a roach reporting, a music bed, whatever the case may be, Josh Potter Show at gmail.com. Please continue to rate, review, subscribe, all the things wherever you watch or listen, and we will see you right here next Tuesday inside the Roach Motel for the Josh Potter Show. Mm-hmm.